Uh, welcome again to another episode of the FamCast. Trevor, what episode is this? Is this 34? This is 35. This is 35? Have we really missed? Uh, did, I, did I miss an episode? Either way, it's 35. It's episode 35. <laughs> and we are again graced by a special guest. Today, we have the ultra sneezy Ashley Christ. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so glad. I hope that my mic was muted for yeah, that. Cause... It was. You're fine, you're fine. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, that was like three sneezes in a row. I'm, I'm setting a world record here. <laughs> Ashley Christ is a, uh, I'm sorry, a stream coach, a content Correct. creator, and the host of the Stream Coach podcast. Did I get all that right? Correct. Awesome. We're, 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 we're moving along. Um, she, I, I, I found you on Instagram. Um, you post all kinds of stuff. Uh, basically, you interview other streamers, for as far as I can tell, about mm -hmm. how to do streaming. Like what, what things can make them more successful. Am I, am I, am I so far along the ballpark? You are correct. Um, so today we're going to be talking about. Uh, there's a lot of things going on with Twitch right now, especially, and this is perfect. We've scheduled this like a week ago. But it's perfect because uh, they just had a new community guideline come out tomorrow or today, rather, for rules. Um, but there's a lot of controversy right now with um, bikini streamers, as we're going to call them, um, uh, harassment of uh, females mostly, and um, yeah, there's just a lot of complaints about where Twitch is, where it's going. People are worried about the the the. Um, the Twitch society, if you will, and we're going to discuss that. We're going to discuss how we can uh, fix some of those problems, hopefully, how we can see some of those problems, and how we can go forward and make this all work, and where we would like to see Twitch go as it grows, because it is growing. It is here to stay, in my opinion. Um, so there you go. But first, before that, now that I've talked all this time, let's give our guests a chance to talk. Um, what is a stream coach? Like, can you, can you like... <laughs> Go into what a stream coach does, and I'd like to know how it began. No, I love this question because this is not like a this is not a, an extremely common thing that you see in the Twitch space, right? Like mm -hmm. you right. see stream coach, and you assume, oh, this is just another person putting like coach or consultant in their profile that doesn't really know what they're talking about, <laughs> right. but wants right. to look smart. <laughs> no, so uh, basically, what I do is that I I do the teaching side mm -hmm. of helping people learn how to stream, which is coming through in my YouTube videos. So all of the content that I create literally everywhere, whether that's Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, anything, everything that I create is meant to help streamers learn more about how to consistently and accurately and correctly <laughs> pursue their dream of learning to stream. Right, but teaching is completely different from coaching. I can make YouTube videos all day about branding and marketing and messaging and how to make a tweet that people will actually retweet and how to find your niche, but coaching is completely different from that. It's teaching is is telling you what the subjects are. It's helping you learn like what is a niche? What is a brand? What is what is marketing? How do I tweet? But coaching is more focused on the student. It's focused on the person that needs the help. It's training them to understand the concepts and helping them to use the information and to actually understand it in a way that they can use it to implement ideas and goals and uh, just all these large topics and ideas into their channel. Okay. And so... It's it's completely different from being like a just a consultant where you're giving advice to people and you're kind of giving them 
the ideas that you think and the resolutions that you think that they need. It's like guiding someone's mind to find those answers for themselves so that they're more able to rely on themselves in the future. I like that. I like that a lot. I like that a mm-hmm. whole lot. Where, yeah. where did it begin? Where, uh, where, were you, where were you when you were like, <laughs> I could just tell people how to do this? Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So basically what happened was I have, all right, so I discovered Twitch in 2012 Mm -hmm. and my ex-boyfriend showed it to me and I was like, this is real weird. (laughs) This is real creepy. Why do people watch other people do this? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And in 2013, I I finally started streaming and eventually I took it full time and I was full time for about six months, but I just, I never really got my stream to the point where I was like, I felt comfortable with it like I never I never got um, all these big goals that I wanted to, to achieve for it and I really started to think like okay what's the difference between what I'm doing and what somebody like you know Shroud or uh, Admiral Bulldog or Dr. Disrespect is doing like why are they pulling those numbers and I'm not mm-hmm. and I know not to compare someone else's highlight reel to like my blooper reel right so like I'm seeing them in their prime but I don't know the steps that they took to get there so I basically uh, I basically tried to to start learning how to reverse engineer their success about three years ago and the reason that that started was because I I started listening to a podcast, which is like the weirdest thing. Like I went to the gym one time and I listened to a podcast and all of a sudden my mind exploded with this entire realm of like business and marketing and, and funnels and, and selling online products and like just this entire world that I'd never been introduced to before. Mm-hmm. And at that point I was like, wow, there is, there is so much just intersection between what is useful in that world and what's useful in this world. And so I started to kind of pull all these major concepts and ideas from that online entrepreneurial space. And I just got absolutely obsessed with learning everything as much as I possibly could about it. So it was like literally all of my free time spent on reading business and marketing and entrepreneurship books and listening to podcasts that were talking about these in-depth topics I've never heard of before, um, just consuming like all of this information that I possibly could consume because you can't go to college for this stuff, right? You can't. I mean, right. it, technically there is a there is a college now. There might be might be a couple of colleges now for it, but there just uh, there just isn't like a, a solid space that you can go to that. Hey, I'm I'm gonna get my degree in learning how to be successful on Twitch, right? Yeah. So you kind of have to do all of that work on your own, and. Yeah, that's that's what I did. The past like three years, I've been just learning as much as I possibly could, and then eventually, I I realized like I I had a ton of problems whenever I first started streaming. I made so many mistakes. I did some of the dumbest things that you could possibly do on a Twitch stream, <laughs> and you know I'm I'm still around and I still stream for a long time after I made those mistakes and I made more mistakes and and finally you know after making those mistakes and kind of failing upwards. You know, I've, I've also accumulated all of this awesome relevant information for people and mm-hmm. f- 
and came to the conclusion that like there are other people that are experiencing it. I'm not alone in my experiences. Other people need this information and it's useful for them. And I need to help them. You know, somebody somebody's gotta help them. There are a lot of people that are are sharing information and there are a lot of large successful streamers that attempt to help as much as they can, but it's different helping in your spare time and then streaming for like eight hours a day versus somebody who is completely focused on the aspirations and the goals and the information, yeah. uh, just distribution for, for smaller streamers and smaller creators in general. I feel like I might need a stream coach after I hear it. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, it's, uh-huh. it's still an extremely new concept. And right. so I'm, I'm having the unique experience of having to kind of explain to people like why is this necessary why is why is this something that's important have you met many others uh, sorry i know we have lots to talk about i'm sorry but I just, i'm just no you're good Go for one it. thing have you met many other stream coaches or are you kind of like um a trendsetter like uh, thank you thank you trevor yeah i'd say it's it's pretty spearheaded but there are a lot of people that are doing like consultants and kind of the the same stuff that I am. There are a lot of great people that are extremely knowledgeable and try Mm -hmm. to help out as much as they can. But I would say like I'm the the only person that has kind of branded themselves entirely everywhere as the person that like helps with, like I'm not focused on growing my own stream, you know, like I'm focused on helping other people grow theirs. And most of the people that I know that are consultants in this space, like have their own stream as well, which is, you know, obviously awesome. Like I want them to grow their communities and to be proud of what they're doing and, and to really enjoy it. But um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of us. There's definitely a lot of us doing work like this. Okay. You're just the first one I've ever met. Um, and then do you have a, like a degree in marketing or anything like that? Or is this just like, you just naturally fell into it and like, it just seems like you have a mind for it. And so I'm curious whether like you have a, like you were already like predispositioned to this or uh, I'm not asking this question very well. Yeah, no, no, I I mean, (laughs) no, yeah, I totally get it. So, um, I actually don't have a degree. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just to answer that real quickly. And the reason for that is because. So in like high school and junior high and and all of that, I was always in like gifted and talented programs. And I was always, you know, like in all the, um, uh, oh my gosh, you know, National Honor Society and all of those like kind of honors classes I was always in. But whenever I got to college, it just, it did not feel like a good way to spend my time. Not because having a degree is invaluable because it's extremely valuable. It's it's an amazing way to get your foot in the door and be taken seriously in a right. lot of different places. But to me, as somebody who just has kind of always taught themselves things, like sitting in a classroom and learning algebra whenever I didn't even know like what direction I wanted to go. Like I started off doing nutrition and then I wanted to be pre-med. And then like, I, I just, I had no solid direction. Mm -hmm. And eventually I was like, I just, I, college is not for me because I don't know what I don't, what I want to do yet. And I'm wasting all of this money and I'm spending all this time learning stuff that I know I'm not going to be using. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people feel guilted. This is something that like I I felt really guilty for for a while is they feel guilty that, you know, they they haven't gone to college and now they're not being taken seriously because they don't have a degree. But it's not it's really 
not needed. It really isn't absolutely necessary for you to be able to accomplish your dreams in your life. Right. right? Like there's so much information out there. And if you really have the attitude and the drive to achieve this goal or to achieve this like ideal career path, your dream job, there's more than enough information on like YouTube and through podcasts and through all of all these other platforms that you can learn everything that you need to know to be successful in a position like that. But Mm -hmm. your your struggle is going to be getting people to take you seriously because you don't have that degree. Right. So Mm -hmm. you're going to have to find a way like how do I show people that I'm an expert in something? Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, college, it seems like everyone pedals it pretty hard, but I, I definitely mm-hmm. agree it's not necessary by any means to be successful. Yeah, yeah, and it's a great place to be. I don't, I don't want to like denounce, you know, institutional right. education right. at all. It's, it's amazing, and there's a lot of valuable information that you can get from there. But it's not the only path. No, it certainly is not. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I hope you didn't. Uh, sorry, I hope you didn't feel like I was like attacking your like stream coach. I was like, do you even have a degree, no. young lady? No, no, no. <laughs> I actually love. I've actually been waiting for somebody to ask me that question because okay. I definitely see that now. Like as I've I've learned so much and kind of been talking about these concepts, mm-hmm. I see how people can get the idea that I went to college for this. But you definitely nope. seem to have a passion for it, and you have a mind <laughs> right. for it. A hundred percent. Yeah, uh, and that are- can, that can be developed for sure. Gotcha. No, I, yeah, absolutely. It's just like strip in my, well, in my experience, you're the pro, but in my experience, it's like, <laughs> it's like streaming. Like when you first start streaming, you don't know like what to say or like, okay, I guess I just talked about what I'm doing in the game. <laughs> yeah. and then it's like you begin to kind of like learn, oh, okay, this is, there's a rhythm to how I work this and everything else. Yeah, okay. exactly. Trevor, uh, yes. one of our biggest complaints about our last, our last interview was I talked way too much. So Trevor, do you have any questions for the, <laughs> no, I, this little I think intro segment? I, I think it's a, I, cause like, uh, like Zach said, I've never heard of a, a stream coach before. And it's great that there's, especially that you're spearheading it. It seems like, I hope that it kind of sets the, you kind of, uh, or the trail, uh, blazer for this. Cause I'd love to see more people become stream coaches. Yeah, absolutely. It's something that I think a lot of people, especially with the affiliate program, uh, just starting up a couple months ago. At least it feels like it was only a couple months ago. It's, uh, it's been like like May or April of last uh, year. Maybe. Has it been that long? Yeah, it's been yeah. a while. That's when I got my. I think that's when I got my affiliate. Was like right off the bat. Which I mean, that alone was great because it opened it up for so many like mm-hmm. so many smaller streamers that never really thought that they could get to partner, and this was like a great stepping stone. So having a, a, a coach to kind of help you along the way to help you be like, okay, well, you know, this is working really well, but maybe you could do a little bit better on in, in this section of your, um, of your branding. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just really impressed. I, I've, uh, I've never heard of it before, but I'm, I'm really, really uh, sold on it now. Well, and I, I oh, like cool. the idea because like, especially as a small streamer, sometimes you feel like you're just grasping in the dark sometimes. It does. Oh my God, yes. Okay, this worked this time, but it's not working now is because (laughs) I did it on the wrong day or I was playing the wrong game. Or, or maybe that wasn't the optimal time for that. Like, oh my goodness, uh, I lay awake in bed at night and think about this crap. But- Dude, I know, I know. I w- and that's the thing is, like, I was in the I was in the exact same boat. Whenever I first started, it was like, mm. I feel so overwhelmed. I have to learn about all the social media stuff, and I have to mm. learn about streaming, and I have to learn how to be entertaining on on lo- camera. And like, it's very overwhelming. It's a lot of information, and there's no there's no like 
course you can take, right? There's no, no. like, this is this is what you learn, and then you learn this, and then you learn this, and then you learn this. And so a lot of people try to learn everything all at once, and they get really overwhelmed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Well, uh, you know, you talked about your time streaming, so let's just jump right into there. Um, when you did stream, obviously you're a stream coach now, so mostly you do, uh, do interviews, but when you were just a lowly normal streamer uh and, <laughs> and you what was your experience on twitch as a, a woman streaming games yeah oh my god <laughs> awful <laughs> yeah, yeah okay it was like mostly <laughs> awful yeah um yeah so uh, being extremely inexperienced at you know twitch in general yes but also just the online kind of community like I didn't get my first gaming PC until 2012 when I found Twitch right. I'd always been a console gamer before then and I'd been around on like Reddit and 4chan and all of that so I kind of like knew how the culture can be toxic but mm -hmm. at the same time I'd never been like a direct kind of focus of that right so one of my first streams actually I I was raided by 4chan and I had like hundreds of people come in and they were, yeah, they were threatening to report me yeah. if I didn't take my shirt off on stream. Which yeah. can be scary to a new streamer that, yeah. like, because you said it was one of your first couple of streams, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it was so scary. It was, so, it was very camp. scary because I'm like, and I don't know the process at that point, right? I don't know like if you get banned from Twitch, do I get to come back? Like, I kind of like this. This is kind of cool. I don't oh, know yeah. if I'm just completely... And can these people actually get me banned? I don't know. And it was it was really scary to kind of be in the, at the, the focus of everyone like that. But um, aside from that, like, specific situation, yeah, in general, just... The gaming culture just has a natural kind of toxicity to it mm -hmm. that... A lot of people are doing a lot of great work to to really help alleviate those issues and a lot of great like anti-harassment kind of um cultural anthropology individuals like lots of people are just doing incredible work in the space to make it better and make it a better experience because the thing is if we want gaming culture to survive which i'm sure everybody that plays games does because mm -hmm. we all love it and we want more games and we want to be able to play them for as long as we can if we want the culture to survive it has to be an inclusive culture like it has to be something yeah. that women pocs like lgbtq all of these minority groups can come to and they don't have to be afraid of mm -hmm. of what they're going to experience they don't have to like they actually feel represented in their games they actually feel like part of the community they actually feel like they can reach out to organizations and developers and just all of these other opportunities that that the normal like established kind of community of gamers like the normal hierarchy the people that are are at the top for whatever reason can get all these opportunities but the people that are kind of looked down on because maybe they're not you know they're not the the best for whatever reason the org decides but they have they have equal opportunity yeah right right and that's that's what it's going to take to make sure that gaming culture is able to to survive forever you just answered like five of my questions. Both the best and the worst type of internet. Uh, Dude, I've, no, I've been there. I've totally no, been there. I'm like, you're, you're uh, good, good. what do I ask now? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this has been a podcast. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> right. All done. Time to eat her chicken. Let's go. Um, 
So I'm going to jump around a little bit, but, um, you know, having experienced that, having seen the toxicity, especially towards uh, female streamers, I mean, obviously it's mostly towards female streamers and that's what we're talking about right now. I mean, mm -hmm. there's some trolling to men too, but we're talking about the main yeah. issue yeah, yeah, yeah. of uh, bikini streamers and then uh, slut shaming. I don't know if that's too strong a phrase to use, but um, what... What do you think it all comes from? Like, why do you think it has it's so pervasive? I think I'm using that word correctly in the uh, in the particularly the gaming community. It feels like I mean, obviously, there's an issue in society by and large of women uh, having equal uh, equal power to men. Mm -hmm. um, do you think the trickle down from that, or do you think it's um, in my one uh, you know gatekeeping? Which I mean, uh, that's an obvious yes. But uh, yeah. I mean, what do you think it it is a uh, um, a symptom of yeah so um there's a lot of different things i think that just the overarching like culture of the of north america right now especially is is extremely focused on you know women's rights and it, it's extremely focused on equality overall right and I think for for gaming culture, like I actually saw this really incredible article today that I think just absolutely nails it. And it's talking about like toxic masculinity, right? And not to, I know a lot of people hear that that combination of words and they're like, Ugh, toxic masculinity. <laughs> but it it does exist. Like it is a thing. There There are men that are just so harmed by this because they can't express their emotions because they feel like they have to fit into this specific idea of like what a guy should be like he has to be strong he has to provide for his family oh, yeah. he can't have emotions he has to be like this one thing right? right but there's a there's such a spectrum and there's so there's an infinite possibilities as to who we all can be in our lives and and how we can represent who we are and how we really connect with our gender and i think the the idea of this this article really nailed it because it said that there is that like archetype of like the toxic masculine like dude bro right the like jock type mm -hmm. of guy where he's just maybe know, you know I he's not you. he's not a guy that's like interested in games but he's a guy that just you know he's he's just to be stereotypical here just to like kind of put this image in your guy's head for the purposes of making a comparison yeah he is you know going to the gym all the time like lifting a lot of weights like kind of um kind of is a little bit misogynistic towards girls or at least like kind of controlling and wants them to fit into like a specific type as well um just a just that typical guy right that typical kind of like jock dude bro and then you've got that same kind of idea but it's in gaming culture as well. And it's not that the outside of gaming culture, men are like, oh, how do I explain this? So it's, it's more that those men are, they're like a, they're a, they're a symptom of a disease that mm -hmm. is present in gaming culture as well. And the way that it presents in gaming culture is that the men in gaming kind of, make themselves uh, they kind of like are proud of the fact that they're not a typical dude jock bro right yeah, sure. and so that presents itself with the same kind of symptoms 
but in gaming culture. So, like, maybe these guys that aren't in gaming culture are going to the gym all the time and kind of, like, being misogynistic towards women, but you've also got these guys that, you know, they're really they're really proud of, of the gaming community and, and they're proud that they don't go to the gym or they don't, you know, they're not interested in sports or, like, they kind of are misogynistic as well because they don't think, like, either women can play games or... Yeah. They don't take them seriously when they're playing games. They don't listen to the women when they're trying to, like, lead in games. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely, like, just because we're in gaming culture doesn't mean that we are impervious to all of the problems in society. Right. So it's almost like a, a, a distorted reflection of the same, like, the, mm-hmm. the bro culture and the gaming culture kind of misogynistic thing. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's it's present in in every single culture just because that's uh that's just how this how it's been for so long, right? right? In in North America like not, not to call you guys out or anything like I, but like white men mm-hmm. have always kind of had this this opportunity mm-hmm. in life where they have they've definitely benefited from just being white men. Like mm-hmm. just, if, even if you look back, you know, 200 years ago, you're, you're marrying women and they have a dowry and they're basically property. Like that isn't something that just goes away over like right. 50 or a hundred years. Like there, sure. there are ideas that we feel are normalized now because they've just been around for so long that might right. be in, inherently a little misogynistic too, but we're working on I, it. I, I, I digress. Yeah, we're working. It's getting a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think it's do, It's getting a lot better. And yeah. you know, of of all the the cultures to be involved in, like gaming culture is definitely one of the most progressive, in my opinion. I feel like I see so many people in this culture. Maybe it's just because I'm part of it, but maybe it's because this is actually true. But I feel like I'm I'm see so many more people that are you know have more progressive ideals and care about dealing with and solving these issues. Right. <laughs> Sorry. It, so it seems like in gaming culture, it's either like I, I, my personal experience is it's like um, yeah. it's just two extremes. Like it's either mm-hmm. super positive, or it's just the worst type of human sludge. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's just my experience. Um, we actually had um, uh, I don't know if you follow AGDQ, Awesome Games Done Quick. Mm-hmm. It's a speedrun marathon. We yeah. had one of the announcers from that uh, proto magical girl who's a trans female. We had her on last week, and she was talking about the kind of like the speed running culture and how acceptable uh, accepting it is and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I do agree with you. It, it seems it's almost <clears throat> I hate to stereotype, but I'm going to um, <laughs> do it, please. Culture, we've got a lot of nerds, and we've got a lot of people that were picked on in high school, and I'm one of them. And we were beaten down, but then we discovered this internet space and this gaming space, and we discover other people like us. Mm-hmm. And we begin to realize high school didn't matter or any of this. And now I'm starting down a rabbit trail. The point being is sometimes we are more accepting. But then you've got the flip and you've got those that are, you know, we were picked on so much. And now we're like, well, no, this is our space, which I feel like is happening a little bit in Twitch. And I feel yeah. like maybe that's happening. And that's part of the problem with the misogyny, uh, as I mentioned before, gatekeepers. Yeah. Uh, the idea that this is our space, and I I can't remember the guy's name, but he was banned for like five days. Oh, he went on a rant. You know who I'm talking about, Trevor? Yep. Train wreck. Yep. Ah, yes, yeah. exactly. And he was like, "We need to take our space back," and like he used these words that 
definitely felt like he had been hurt before, never worked through that hurt, and didn't have a way to open his heart to people. And, and sorry, I'm getting way off topic. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> the point being is um, I think there's a lot of problems with Twitch. Uh, not with Twitch, but with some of the things going on with Twitch. But um, I think they're making some moves to fix some things. They're trying to work with, especially they mentioned harassment a lot today in the community guidelines. But for you, what do you feel like is the answer um, to moving forward? Because obviously Twitch is growing, which we can talk about that in a bit too. Twitch is growing. And as Twitch grows, we're going to see more people, more different types of people, more people with different beliefs and feelings. Um, and it's going to only have to get more... Um, I don't want to say restricted, but there need to be boundaries and rules in place when you have more people. Otherwise, it just becomes chaos. So mm -hmm. what do you feel like is the answer to fixing the current problem we have now, which is the misogyny, the the gatekeeping, the harassment? Where do you where do you see that going in? I mean, what's just your opinion on it? Yeah, so I think that's it's a lot of work to reach a point of equality, right? It's it's not something that can easily happen overnight and it's it's gonna be it, it has to include the people that are already kind of at the top of the hierarchy right. so it's that's a really important part of the equation and there are a lot of amazing orgs that are doing really great work so an org that i work with sometimes called any key they they fight for inclusivity and diversity in esports and gaming and they're actually funded by like intel and esl and and have like a, a decent amount of support. So they're able to reach out to all these other organizations and support them as well. Like there's, you know, Diversify Gaming, there's um, Able Gamers, there's Anxiety Gaming, there's so many other people that are recognizing these groups that need help or these groups that just have a voice, but they're they're more marginalized. And so their their voice seems a little bit smaller in the community and so it just takes like the people that are more established just supporting those uh, people that you know deserve to be equals because that's what we're fighting for and also not expecting a handout because we provide them our platform as well so like just because we're you know we might be retweeting the uh, retweeting things from like poc uh, streamers and we might be supporting that content but just because we do that doesn't mean that we're some kind of like incredible ally that deserves to be kind of bowed down to right like that's right, just something right. that we should do because they make good content like they're that's yeah that's just a, a part of being a human being i think is just to, to right. be kind to other people and to show them that they're valuable and and support them and not expect things in return exactly no, that's the perfect answer. I think it's a great answer. <laughs> I mean, it has to. It has to come down from the top. Mm -hmm. Trickle down kindness. I don't know. Um, right. Oh, I lost my place with my questions. Um, I mean, they, so, they're the ones. The not not to cut you off, Zach, but they're the ones no, that, um, like these top streamers, they're the ones that are going to set the example for mm -hmm. for smaller streamers, especially since it seems like there's such a like a young audience. Obviously, Twitch has viewers from all all ages. Um, but I, there's such a large young audience that are so impressionable. So when totally. they see, when they see, you know, Dr. Disrespect, I, I, I won't go into it, but when I see Dr. Disrespect, you know, get, um, a, a little racist, you know, with, with some of his, his, um, accents, right. So I, 
that I mean that can hurt like especially some of those impressionable viewers that can hurt you know someone of that race that feels a little betrayed they might look up to mm-hmm. you know these larger streamers um, but also for another um, younger streamer that's looking to get into streaming he's going to think that that's okay or she's going to yeah. think that that's okay and, and that's exactly what happened to me too is like whenever i first found twitch i saw these large streamers that were being like misogynistic and and very very rude like saying terrible thing like mm-hmm. racism homophobia um just all of it and the the R word is what I, I really hate that one. But um, yeah, I just, I saw that and I was like, oh, that's how it is. And so that's the way that I spoke whenever I first got in the community too. And I alienated people by doing that. I was exclusive whenever I did that. I made people feel bad because of the way that, not that it wasn't my fault because it definitely was for kind of perpetuating these terrible ideas, but that, that is something that happens like people are extremely impressionable and it doesn't even have to be like if you're young right like yes that's a huge part of it it's most of it because young minds are extremely impressionable but also think about people that are just new and they just show up and they're like wow this is the kind of stuff that goes on here i don't really like like i don't want to be a part of this like that's bad for twitch that's bad for their their future and their business agreed 100%. Boom! Done. (laughs) Interview over. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, So, obviously, you've experienced it. You've dealt with um, the misogyny on your own end. Mm -hmm. Um, For those women, uh, younger women, uh, older women, whatever, women in general, having experienced it, having come out on the other side a little bit, what is your advice how oh my do, god how do you handle it do how i get do to give a message it? right now yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my hey, god this is all yours wow it's oh, so that has exciting connotation the platform <laughs> you know what I mean. so yeah for sure so whew, oh man this is this is a big question my friend this is a big question <laughs> also, um, uh, how can we fix world peace go ahead <laughs> please please i am not on miss america right now um <laughs> So I think the biggest thing that you can do is still just just creating and just being there and being present in the community because there's this this thing that that any key kind of made me realize and that's that if you can't see it you can't be it. Right? So if you're if you're there and you're trying to accomplish something in the gaming industry whether that's you want to be the next stream coach or you want to be um the next Michelle Morrow and be like on stage presenting at esports competitions, being like an actual esports host. Like, there's so many opportunities, and when more women see, when young girls see more women in these positions, mm-hmm. those young girls will be more likely to pursue those opportunities. And you could be that next person. Right. Like if you just stick with it and pursue your passions, like, yes, there are going to be haters There are haters everywhere on the Internet and everyone gets hated on for something or another. And I definitely empathize with people that get hated on for something that they can't change. Right. Like you can't change your the color of your skin like you, you know, it's just it's it's stupid. So just like continue doing the thing that that you enjoy, because at some point 
people will start taking you seriously and you'll probably always get haters, but haters are actually extremely important to yeah. you being able to clarify who you are and to serve the people that you want to serve extremely well. Like everybody thinks that that haters are just this this bad thing that you want to stay away from, but mm-hmm. the people that speak out against you are actually extremely important and they're such a huge piece of you actually being able to build a brand or build a community or build anything online that means anything because they they show you who you are and they show you who you don't serve and they show you who you serve and how you can serve them better because you can't serve everyone yeah oh 100 percent. yeah so it's it's definitely like just stick with it stick with whatever you're doing if you truly enjoy it don't let people tell you not to just because of the, the color of your skin or what's between your legs or anything, any other reason. If you genuinely enjoy the thing that you're doing, keep doing it and the trolls won't bother you because you know you're doing it and you enjoy it and someday somebody is going to be impacted by what you're doing. There you go. That's beautiful. I actually really like that. I love the. I love your take on, uh, on uh, the negativity and the trolls yeah. and the haters. So basically, oh just to sum it up, you just said, fuck the haters. Yeah, basically. Sorry, yeah, I, they so literally you, don't matter. Like, is your you, stream PG-13? I don't, wait, what? Is your stream PG-13? Oh, yeah, no, what? you're good. Okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. you're fine. I just realized a drunk <laughs> bomb. I'm like, that's not the third time I've done that. I apologize, <laughs> and I interrupted you. What a jerk. Sorry. No, you're good. I, I try to stay, like, a little a, a bit more family-friendly, but, I mean, you right. know, they understand that, like, it's it's a podcast, so... It's you. It's your guys' thing. It's your guys' thing. That's what we're doing tonight. What uh, What were you saying when I interrupted you? I'm sorry. Oh God, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm sure whatever it was, Please. It was poignant and uh, very, very intelligent. Yeah, I'm sure oh. it, was, it was very. Good. I'm sure it was very smart because see, I'm just I'm, <laughs> yes, yes. I'm smart and hilarious, and You're I'm like sure a that's what it was. Blazer suit thing. I, mean, I know. Do you like it? <laughs> it is very nice. It's very nice. I, I actually saw, just I got back from a Instagram. business meeting, so. I saw it on Instagram stories like that is a very smart looking outfit. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so obviously they came out with some new community guidelines. Um, I think all of us have had a chance to read them. Uh, we will let our esteemed guest throw her into the fire first. What did you think of it? Uh, I love it. <laughs> I think it's great. Like, all right. So, yes, anti like Twitch taking more of a stance on anti-harassment is huge mm-hmm. because it leads yeah. to the platform being able to stay around longer. Like we said earlier, having an inclusive community and inclusive terms of service uh, is super important to the longevity of the gaming community. Mm-hmm. And they also introduced another rule. OK, wait. So the rule that I just talked about is that. Twitch is taking a stronger anti-harassment stance. And that anti-harassment stance travels to other platforms as well. So just, I think that's huge because Mm -hmm. now you can't just take a situation from Twitch and go to Twitter and complain about Twitch, right? You can't go Mm -hmm. to Instagram and complain about Twitch. What happens whenever somebody does that is if they're say they're like more of a, a YouTube community member that might have been thinking about streaming on Twitch or might have been, you know, maybe they're not so happy with YouTube and they want to explore other platforms and see where they fit. When people see all this negativity, of course, it reflects badly on the platform. Yeah. So if somebody who has the opportunity of switching at some point sees all this negativity about Twitch, they're not going to switch. Right. Not mm-hmm. that like this entire 
idea of this anti-harassment policy is to get more people onto Twitch, but you know, that that's a small piece of what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the main thing is that they're just trying to invest in their community more and make sure that they are, they are, they're protected and they're taken care of. And why would we not want that if we legitimately care about the gaming community? Like it's yeah. not, it's not about, you know, making people into victims or any of this crazy stuff that, that people are saying. It's, it's about yeah. protecting the people that are a part of your community. Like Twitch is a huge community and there are many, 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 many communities inside of it, like tiny ones mm -hmm. that deserve to, to all feel safe and respected. And all of these different people with different backgrounds, like need to have the opportunity to feel like they belong. Oh, 100%, 100%. And so that's what that piece of it is. The second piece was that they are changing the rules for dress code on the platform. So there's been a, a huge influx since the introduction of the IRL category, which is just, you know, nobody's playing games. They're just hanging out, doing laundry or cooking or whatever with their community. And... The uh, the change is <laughs> that people actually have to like have content that is valuable for people in a way that is acceptable for all demographics yeah. or most of them at least. And we have to think that also like there there are kids on this platform, right? Like we right. we should all move our content towards more family-friendly oriented kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. yes, there are going to be, you know, side streams and the outside that their value is that that's, that's not what they are. They're not family-friendly. They're meant to be like an after-dark style show. Sure. And that's still valuable and useful and, and has its place as well. But I think that, you know, to be an extremely influence, influential streamer and to not be considerate of the entire viewer base of Twitch. If you've got, you know, 4,000, 5,000, 10,000 viewers all the time, mm -hmm. and you're not being considerate of every potential person that could come into your channel, you're losing not only a lot of opportunities for growth, but also opportunities just to impact people's lives. Yeah. Hmm. Right? And so, yes, like, I don't get me wrong, I'm all for women like being able to take charge of their sexuality and being able to yeah. like wear whatever they want and you know talk about sex openly if they want to and and really like be self-possessed and be feel powerful in who they are and you know if you want to have a lewd patreon whatever if you want to do not safe for work pictures on snapchat whatever like right. i don't that's totally fine if that's your business model, but at the same time, like we have to be respectful of the platforms that we're using to accomplish that business model. Mm -hmm. And if Twitch's rule is that they don't want it because they want to be more family friendly because it's video games and it's a naturally like more like younger demographic, then right. we have to be respectful of that. I think that's a that's a really interesting response because I was. And it definitely changed my my mindset because I was always under the impression like, okay, there's there's going to be women that that stream and maybe they're they're dressed um, what some people would consider inappropriately, but if that's what makes them feel feel strong and empowered, then who's to stop them? Like that's mm -hmm. going to be their version of streaming. 
why, you know, why should someone say that they can't do that? Or why should they say that that's not the way to stream? But I think you, you make a good point that, you know, if it is a, a platform for everyone, then it, you know, your content should be for everyone in, in, in that respect too. Mm-hmm. So it's, I, I definitely like that, that way of thinking it. I think for me, my biggest problem came from a lot of male streamers attacking, um, maybe more, more lewd female streamers because really the the heart of it came from they were basically their thought process was those women were taking away their viewers yeah mm-hmm. and it's like well that's not fair because they can get all these views and i'm over here with my my five or ten views and that that's just not fair you know they, they yeah. should be able to do that on twitch it's like in my opinion two different viewerships people that are going to want to watch them really aren't going to be interested in your content anyways <laughs> so i mean if i'm just being honest so it or I mean, like, there there could be times where maybe you want to watch something that's more provocative, and then right. there could be times that you don't, and you just want to watch video games, or you want to watch, like, Shroud just snipe everybody in point <laughs> one zero zero one seconds. It's all right in watching him play video games. <laughs> it's disgusting, yeah. God. But, yeah, there's there's not necessarily that harsh of a divide. I wouldn't say that, like those audiences don't cross over at all but i definitely i definitely think that obviously these these women are providing a value that other people aren't and that's why they're getting all these viewers and if you're not providing that value you're not going to get the viewers but also like there have been studies done about twitch that have literally proven that it's not easier for women it's right. not like what happens is yes you know sometimes actually this might have not not even be the case anymore because in the last couple of years the number of women on twitch has increased but since at the time that this study was done it showed that yes women get more people to come into their channels on average Mm-hmm. But the amount of people that actually are converted from that just random passerby into a consistent viewer is mm-hmm. much, much, much less sure. than a man's opportunity to do the same thing. Well, and there's a and flip so, side. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you, you're but... good. So basically, we we get we get more people to look at us, but they don't they don't take us seriously enough to click follow or to subscribe. There's no support behind it. Right. There's no like legitimate actual support. They come in probably because they're trying to troll or, you know, just see the way that we look and judge us on, on our physical appearance. And then they leave. Right. That's actually what I was going to say. The flip side Mm -hmm. of they come in, you look nice or whatever, but then they don't think you're a good gamer because she's a girl. She's a girl. She can't play games the way I play games because I'm a yeah. guy. Like that kind of attitude. Yeah. So yeah, no, the idea that females have it easier on Twitch is this weird like slanted view and I think it's honestly based mostly in jealousy because mm-hmm. I think, you know, so I, like for me personally, I stream every day of the week and I put in a buttload of time streaming. Maybe I need a stream coach. And I need to fix it. I don't. I, I think that might be the problem. But then, if you look at someone who like doesn't stream that often, and now this isn't my point of view at all whatsoever. But if they're showing their cleavage or whatever, and then they get a bunch of people in there, I think a lot of some people will see that and they'll just get bitter and angry and jealous. Yeah. And they want to direct that anger, and that becomes a problem because then 
that misogyny doesn't just land on uh, bikini streamers, but it lands on women in general. Like mm-hmm. I, I've read, I've been reading articles just to prepare for tonight, and um, the number of women who don't like are wearing what I'm wearing, like a hoodie and a hat or something, and they get called sluts or they get made fun of for what they're wearing or like just being pretty and how ha- or having too much makeup. It's it's insane. Yeah. I want to be a streamer. If I had to deal with that, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I have a hard enough time if someone's like, oh, your mustache needs cut or something. I'm like, oh, no. Um, <laughs> but uh, I just, I don't know how. I, I get that people get jealous. I genuinely do. Um, but the idea that it's unfair or something is just, it's kind of mind-boggling. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Um, you, you definitely learn to build up a thick skin pretty quickly. So they said basically, though, that the new clothing, the new dress code is, um, I had it highlighted and I'm looking for it here, but basically mall attire is what they said. Something that you mm-hmm. would go out in a, into a restaurant, um, yeah, a restaurant, a mall, uh, basically out in public, anything that you would be comfortable with that. So that's a lot more um, broken down and clear cut than it was before. It was kind of ambiguous before. I mean, it's still open to some interpretation, not a whole lot. Um, I've been to some pretty trashy malls, but (laughs) for the most part, I I like that. I think it's great. Not that I'm like the high god of Twitch rules, but it's going back to what I was saying. Like as Twitch grows, in order for it to A, be a successful place for people, like you were saying, people to come and congregate and grow in these communities and be accepted, but also just as a business plan for Twitch. Like, they need these rules in place. And I think Twitch, even at the beginning, said that they didn't do a good job, uh, if I'm if I'm remembering this whole thing. They said that they... Da, 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 these guys... Uh, well, either way, they said something along the lines of they hadn't been doing a good job uh, in the beginning. And sure. then at the end, they said that from now on, they're going to be uh, more active. They said that they have... In the coming months, we will be revising our enforcement policies for both partners and non-partners. Our appeals process, IRL guidelines, and preventing user to user harassment. It sounds like Twitch is kind of getting their their act together, and all of the. I, I kind of feel like, and I know this is like just the dumbest thing I could say, not the dumbest, but one of them. Uh, <laughs> with all these new guidelines and stuff, I I hope that some of the drama will just disappear. Mm-hmm. That's maybe a little optimistic. That's maybe really really optimistic. But I'm hoping that maybe some of the knuckleheads will shut up. Of course, they're just going to complain about something else. Right. But, uh, I'm. I'm. I really like personally. I really like these new community guidelines, and, and I like knowing what I can and can't do. Not yeah. That I'm, not that I'm getting naked on my stream or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My only problem with like mall attire is that it's still a little ambiguous, right? Yeah, they don't really sure. say like. They don't really go into super detail, but I think it's kind of meant to be like that because it it lets. Twitch still have a a say in the judgment process. So like there can be times where maybe if maybe they put, yes, women can show cleavage, but they can't wear like little shorts and have their camera angled down their shirt or something. But or maybe not the angled down their shirt. Maybe they just say like, yes, women can show cleavage. But if they don't like really outline the terms of that, then it could be taken advantage of. And so I think the reason that they're leaving it a little ambiguous is because they just tell, they just say like, Hey, you know, nothing sexually explicit, 
nothing that you wouldn't wear to the mall. But if we see you and you say, oh, well, I'm not wearing something sexually explicit, but you still have like a, a, a V-neck on and you're, you know, bouncing around or something. <laughs> I don't know if you're like, you know, still doing kind of lewd acts and they're still able yeah. to take a an action against you. Right. Um so it might be it might be strategic. It might also be because they're still kind of trying to refine it, but it's it's hard to say right now because they're still obviously working on this. This is still like a, a work in progress and it's not something that, as I said earlier, can be kind of figured out overnight. It's not a, a resolution that we can come to extremely quickly. Like they're no. thinking about what they're doing. They're doing something that's literally never been done before. Yeah. And they have an incredible responsibility. Yeah, they have like yeah millions of people on the platform consistently and Twitch has to find a way to roll these rules out in a way that, you know, is inclusive and takes care of all groups, but also in a way that's kind of strategic and, and gets things accomplished at the right times and in the right way. So mm -hmm. I'm sure their team is is doing an awesome job of, of making sure that, you know, they're putting in the work to try and, just kind of make everyone aware as quickly as they can and and as make people feel like as um as recognized as well right. oh yeah and 100 percent. i mean that was i don't want that to be interpreted as a, as a criticism what i was saying i mean twitch has got a bear of a task in front of them and they're doing i mean for all intents and purposes they're doing a great job in my opinion so there we go uh trevor did you have any other questions uh, honestly, I, I think all of my questions have been answered. Uh, we I I, we've we've covered quite a bit already, but um, yeah, I, I think that pretty much covers all of the uh, yeah, at least all the questions that I had. All right. Uh, did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about? Uh, uh no, I'm good. I think you guys did a, a great job of kind of keeping everything awesome. on no, topic we, and and valuable and interesting for people. I tried. I tried. I, I, the nervousness is starting. <laughs> no, to, you're I'm good. feeling good. It helps that you have been a phenomenal guest. Absolutely. Uh, oh my great. God, thanks. You're fantastic because I write these questions up and I'm like, please don't be someone that's just like, yes, no, maybe. Like, <laughs> like expound upon it. And you you did amazing. Um, Now, I do have a quick thing that we do with all of our guests. Um, We're still working it out. Uh, and I made a new list of questions. We always ask these questions to our guests. And they're both serious and goofy so feel free to have fun oh let's but, go um let's just uh jump into them there's 10 questions and i did rip some of this some i ripped these questions off of uh inside the actor studio with james flipton this week so we'll see um what is your favorite word my favorite word yeah right now is lexicon because I just got, I know, I just got to use it in a YouTube video and it it, it was very fun. <laughs> I never thought I'd get to use that in my life. Testing my knowledge. A lexicon is a, a, like a book of words. Is that? Yeah. It's basically like the, yeah, the accepted vocabulary of, yeah. of groups. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Okay. I, I was going to say, I was going to, is it where you define words? And then my brain was like, hey, Zach, that's, a that's dictionary. a dictionary. <laughs> Let's be more vague so she'll fill in the rest. Um, <laughs> what is your least favorite word? My, oh my, I already, it's the R, the R word. word. Okay. The R, R word. I what, hate it so much. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? <gasps> oh, this is beautiful. Um, Wow. 
it's got to be people like taking action and pursuing their dreams and enabling them to do that. Um, I I will always be in a position in my entire life, I think, of helping people pursue their dreams, whether that's on Twitch or online at all, or helping ladies work at the library. I don't know. <laughs> like, that's always going to be something I'm doing. Um, what turns you off? Creatively, um, spiritually, or emotionally? What turns me off? So definitely people that aren't able to take feedback um, and adjust their behavior. So if you just kind of like double down on the bad stuff when somebody gives you better options, <laughs> uh, that's that's pretty telling of a personality, I would say. Uh, yeah. You can make mistakes. You can make mistakes. Like everybody will. But if somebody comes to you and and they're trying to legitimately help you with that mistake and help you not make it again, uh, and you don't do anything about it, that's that's on you, my yeah. friend. That's on you. <laughs> I uh, yes, I am fully. I agree with you one hundred percent on that one. Uh, what is your favorite curse word? Uh. uh <laughs> Uh, oh my god, I love so many curse words. It's gotta be the one I use the most, which is just fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> but, I, but I like to it's say it perfect. weird. I like to be like, <laughs> fuck. You want fuck? <laughs> oh, I mean, if I ever heard that, I know I would be down. <laughs> Same. <laughs> hey, girl. Yo, girl, well, fuck. Uh, tells me how to work if I talk to my wife like that. So. Um, what sound or noise do you love? What sound or noise do I love? Yeah. Uh, man, the ocean. Oh, nice. For sure. Uh, what sound or noise do you hate? Oh, my God. I just thought of it, and it, it made me, like, it, got, <laughs> it gave me the chills. Um, oh, gross. Utensils, like, on plates? When oh, people are scratching, yeah, oh, yeah, when they're like that. using a fork and they go on the plate. Them. Oh god, I hate that. Um, Ugh, it's so cringy. I started giving them plastic spoons, and I'm just like, no, I'm done with this. Uh, what profession <laughs> other than your own would you like to attempt? Ooh, I would love to. Oh man, I I don't want to be a travel blogger. I think, Ooh, like make cool. content of just like traveling and and yeah, going ever be a photographer probably. I would never have thought Some, of that. But that something in cool. production. That is yeah. Awesome. You seem like like that seems like your your thing. Like it seems like you found <laughs> your niche and like you like making things that help people. It seems like yeah. I just um, always I've always made stuff and it's so fun. <laughs> there you go. Uh, what profession would you not like to? do? Um, I mean, any of the the terrible ones, like <laughs> anything that has to do with hanging out in sewers or, or dumping trash cans or anything working in fast food. Like, oh god, I worked in restaurants for a long time, and that was terrible. I would not want to go back and do that again. Yeah. I, I would not want to do any job that I'm just not passionate about at this point. Right. Well, that's good. That sounds like you're doing what you like then, which yeah. is a rare freaking thing. Yeah. Um, Once you find your passion, you just gotta you gotta stick with it. Yeah. You just gotta keep following it. <laughs> and then last but certainly not least, Ashney, would you rather fight twenty seven first graders? 
<laughs> or one Olympic powerlifter? <laughs> Definitely one Olympic powerlifter. That's too. He good. could just because he could just knock me out, and then it's fine. Then I just don't remember anything. But if I'm getting punched <laughs> by like twenty-seven little kids, it's gonna take forever, dude. That's gonna be terrible. You just see, knock me out. You, you don't think you have a chance against those kids, then, huh? Yeah, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know your limits. That's fantastic. I've gone to the gym like three days in a row. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. so there's mean, that. Sounds pretty, you're pretty buff to me, it sounds like. I don't know. Yeah, yeah well, I've been I working mean, out, you know. Again, thank you so much, Ashley Christ, for coming on and uh, doing this uh, podcast with us. I know I've had a blast. I can speak for Trevor and say he had a blast. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, and uh, we hope to get to talk to you again. Hopefully something else happens on Twitch and we'll have to call our, our favorite Twitch consultant and we'll yeah. have to discuss it and figure it out. <laughs> but thank you so much for being here. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for watching us. Um, again, this has been a FamCast episode 35. Thank you, Trevor. I can never uh -huh. remember the episode number. Um, if you want to catch us, uh, as per usual, uh, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube and Instagram and all the things. We're, we're for all mankind on everything, even Twitch. Um, and yeah, we'll see you guys next episode, episode 36. And uh, who just to know who we might have on that episode? So it'll probably just be us. Let's be honest. <laughs> thank, thank you guys so much. And thank you again, Ashley. Thank, thank you. you. Oh, I'm sorry. Real quick. what? Uh, where can people find you, Ashley Christ? Oh, I'm Ashley Christ literally everywhere. So YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, uh, Pinterest, <laughs> Facebook, like everything is Ashley Christ if I'm there. Nice. And your yeah. podcast is the Streamer The Coach. Stream Coach Podcast, yes. It is and on Google, Stitcher, iTunes, and uh, Anchor. Thank nice. you very much. Hey, yeah, so dude. there you go, guys. Go check her out. She's amazing. Obviously, you listen to this whole podcast and you... She made us look like idiots. So. <laughs> I've got to like counter a compliment with the ugly face. No, that's that's good. You got to like self-deprecate a little so you stay yeah. here with the common man. Exactly. Uh, or woman. Common man or woman. Uh, thank you guys so much. Have a good night. Bye.